2: Greetings, welcome inside Hour 3, the Jason Smith Show with my best friend, Mike Harmon. Hobo. Live from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com will help you get there. An unmatched selection, fast, free shipping, and free road hazard protection. And over 10,000 recommended installers, TireRack.com. The way tire buying should be. It is now official in the NLCS for the first time since 2007 the Arizona Diamondbacks after they polish off the Los Angeles Dodgers by a final of 4 to 2 Dodgers get a runner on in the ninth and a couple of really hard hit balls. Chris Taylor, his bid to tie the game falls short about three feet from the fence. What a blast, then, dude! Oh, Deepest part of the ballpark. That, that's you know they say you know, and I get it. That's a home run almost anywhere else, and that is. But unfortunately, not, you were not playing anywhere else tonight. Not in Phoenix. And then Kike Hernandez, a big line drive to left field. You thought maybe that's going to get down, get in the corner instead. All it finds is a glove. And the Diamondbacks are on to the NLCS, winning at 4-2, to where they await the winner of the Phillies and the Braves. Obviously, that series, uh, one game away for the Phillies, who could be back in the NLCS for a second straight year. But, you know, th- look, there's so many things to say about the Dodgers. There- there's a lot of things to say. And if it was just one thing, I could say, boy, the Dodgers did this, did this, did this. Because it looked like it was just going to be one thing, right, overall. You're looking for where to blame, right? Just like Tom Cruise says in A Few Good Men. Jury jury trials are about assigning blame. People want to know what's wrong, what happened, why did the Dodgers happen. We got a micro point and then a macro point for you. The micro point first. Why is Gamora? Micro (laughs) – I have one for you. Uh – it looked like it was going to be the Dodgers starting pitching. Well, the Dodgers starting pitching was awful. ERA of the starters were 20. Lancelin gives up four home runs today in the third inning. I really It's I'm not being – it's not being facet- – no, he gave up four home runs in the third inning. That was all the Diamondbacks needed. Major League Baseball record. That has never been done before.
3: Goes back to the old Jason Stark truism that yep. you give us with great regularity, Smith. Yep. Every yep. night we watch baseball, we <laughs> will likely see something
2: we have never seen before. 140 years baseball's been played. I've never seen that before. It's a, it's amazing. And it looked like it was good. Well, the starting pitching and the Dodgers, all right, they didn't do a good enough job at the, at the deadline of, of starting pitching. And yeah, Eduardo Rodriguez didn't want to come. He wanted to stay in Detroit. He would have been a huge upgrade, a guy that would have pitched game two for the the Dodgers. You thought Julio Urias would be that guy. He's away from the team for, non, for non-baseball reasons. Probably not going to pitch again. You thought Walker Buehler could come back. Nope, find out in September. Can't do it. It's going to be another few months for Walker Buehler. So, yeah, you had the chance. You had what you thought. It didn't work. But it wasn't just the pitching. Nobody hit. The Dodgers hit 200 in, in the, their last the last five playoff games, they, fit, they didn't hit last year at the end of the playoffs, mm-hmm. didn't hit this year in the playoffs. Had two. Freddie Freeman got one hit. Mookie Betts did not get a hit. They You're were one win. for 21. You are not going to win when you don't pitch. And you don't hit. It's that simple. It's, that, it's like, oh, the starting pitching really hurt. And they lost a bunch of games like 9-8 or 8-7. And they hit. But, boy, the starting pitching really put us behind the eight ball. No, no, no. Or, boy, we really didn't hit. But, boy, we pitched great, man. The starters were great. And we lost one nothing and two. No, you don't hit. You don't pitch, you're not going to win. Well, but even today, it's pretty
3: simple. Your bullpen once again did the job, right? Lance Lynn has yes, the the bullpen four home is run. the bright spot. Yes, the bullpen, but is but the legitimately, spot. you give up four runs. You've got this offense chip away at the stone. Get a, a gratuitous uh, '70s Aerosmith reverence into the show, but the the idea that you're you're swinging for the downs on every pitch, your your first ball swinging. Throughout this series, like a lot of the discipline, a lot of the the advantages that you've built into the way your squad has handled the season, it just got thrown out the window in this series. And watching it unfold, and and again, you know, Lynn gives up the four home runs. Okay, you would have liked him to go another inning, but if you told me he gave you four innings pitched and gave up four runs. I count that as a win
2: at this point. See, I, I don't – see that, and that's the thing is, look, this – That's series, where you had to. This is a series that looks like it was over the first inning of game one, right? Getting five right. off of Kershaw sure. before he even got an out, right? You can look back and say that's when the series was over. And sometimes there, there's so much in a game where when you get behind big that early – all the time, you're not going to have any energy. You're not going. There's not going to be a big comeback. You're not going to be able to 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 pull on those reserves and the the karma that you've had, the relationships you have. And you're talking about the first two games very early in both oh, of these punched games in the face in both y- of them. Yep. you you are down by crooked numbers. You're you mean the first, and then in this game it's okay. It's nothing, nothing in the third, and it's not like the Diamondbacks got a run in the third or a, if they got one in the third yeah. and one in the fourth. Yep. One this was four in the third inning. So it's the same thing, and it's great. Now we're down by this much and these runs look insurmountable and the Dodgers lost everything again nothing went their way they played terribly the Diamondbacks played great the better team in this series won yeah. but to sit here and say oh the Di- no the Di- they completely went no they got at the dominated at every every is.
3: point right but what's funny is you know as as you lay out the the deficits wasn't that the hallmark of this 2023 team Wasn't that what we kept hearing here locally in Los Angeles all year? How uh, versatile and how resilient this squad was? And with the bullpen pitching as well as it did in the second half, the number of, you know, late game heroics from insert hero of the day here. Nobody put on a cape today. Nobody put on a cape on Sunday or on Monday. And and certainly nobody going all the way back to Saturday. Sorry, I forgot about these idiotic days off uh, in between everything. We're not going up against the NFL. Take that day off. Uh, But just abject failure. And once again, everybody's wringing their hands. And when we got into the playoffs and you and I were talking about which series, you know, were you you scared about? You went with the, the Phillies over the Braves. I had the Orioles getting beaten, but we talked about the Dodgers a lot and where it just didn't feel right given where Mookie Betts was hitting uh, through the month of September, a guy who had made his claim towards a possible uh, share or, or discussion point for the NL MVP and he disappeared in the month Freddie Freeman uh, while the batting average was there the the power and and the extra base hits and run run production had dipped a little bit and then they both absolutely no showed when you needed a jump start from one of your leaders.
2: Now, there's a macro point to make from here as well. The Jason with Mike Harmon, live from the TireRack.com studios. Uh, tonight's show brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. When I look at the Dodgers and you say it's another year of regular season excellence and they fall short in the playoffs, right? They win the COVID World Series in 2020. And this has now been well over a decade of the Dodgers being the best team in the regular season during the during the regular season. And then they go to the playoffs and they find a way to not win. And when I look at the Dodgers, try to sum up this decade, because now you have a lot of data to look at. I look at the Dodgers like I look at Peyton Manning. All right, now, Peyton Manning's NFL career, he had one level of excellence. Right, He was a great regular season quarterback, and he prepared for every game in the regular season like he prepared for games in the playoffs. He had one way to do things. That was a high level of excellence. Right, It could be game three against the Jaguars, or it could be the AFC championship game. He was preparing the same way. When you get to the playoffs, and, and NFL teams especially, you get to the playoffs – hey, why did Peyton Manning have a 500 record over the course of his career? Because other teams that haven't played to that level still have that next gear they hit when they get to the playoffs. And when that happens, that's enough to pull the upset half the time. Right. It's not like Peyton Manning, you know, his record in the playoffs was terrible. He only won three games. No, he was a 500 quarterback in the playoffs because half the time another team coming in with a little bit more, a little bit more, uh, I, I would say, desire and a next gear they have yet to find because you get to the playoffs, that adrenaline, everything else. Hey, you hit that next gear that gives a team the impetus it it takes to win a game, right, and win a big playoff game. The same thing for the Dodgers, right? They have one level of excellence. Every year, regular season, they steamroll through people. They were playing in August. It looked like they weren't going to lose a game. Their stars were hitting. Everything was great. Now they get to this round of the playoffs, and what happens? The Diamondbacks had that next-level gear. They couldn't wait for this series. They they hadn't beaten the Dodgers in the playoffs in, in nine years, like the last nine times they played, and they've been waiting for this, waiting for it, waiting for it. They had that next level gear, and they came out with blood in their eye at the beginning of every game. They were crooked numbers, and we don't care if it's Kershaw or Bobby Mm -hmm. Miller or anybody. We don't care. And they came out, and they had that next level, and the Dodgers did not. And sometimes that's enough to win. Sometimes the Dodgers' talent is enough to win. Sometimes it's not, right? It's why the Dodgers win a couple rounds in the playoffs every year, and then you get to a team playing at a higher level with a little bit more of a next level to get to, hey, they beat you. but And sometimes it happens in the ALC and the NLCS. Sometimes it happens in the NLDS like it happens here. But it happens. And this is the deal with the Dodgers. They don't have that next level gear in the playoffs because they're already there and they're out there saying we're out there, we're executing just like we did in the regular season, and we're going to go out there and win. And it doesn't happen. Because watch the Diamondbacks. Who was a team playing with all kinds of confidence? Who had the better body language? Who had the more desire? Who was screaming into their mitts after big outs? Who was screaming on their way to the dugout after big pitches they believed they could win they came in and took this series and the dodgers just let them that's why the dodgers are out
3: came in with the uh, the mantra the i believe that we will win 84 wins in the regular season and they needed every one of them down the stretch we watched the battle for the wild card i got in my inbox having uh bought tickets to wrigley field in the past uh the nice note that tom ricketts uh sent to uh people that have bought tickets in chicago to say we're sorry we didn't get the job done i would expect dodger fans receive a very long one uh coming out of this one uh out of this series but the the same message of hey we fought hard we didn't get there well the diamondbacks did Diamondbacks kept going. Some of the young guys uh, that that are on the come that are becoming household names uh, with this series, and certainly Corbin Carroll, a guy that people were starting to know. You look at Christian Walker. Uh, once upon a time, uh, you know, was the next big thing as he was coming up, and now with another squad making a name. So it's you know it, it's it's big time stuff, right? Where you get an opportunity to shine, get on the national stage. And, and you, you come for the Dodgers because you're tired of hearing about the Dodgers. We've talked about this a lot, right? we talked about it with that Bills-Dolphins game two weeks ago, right? The Bills then went and got thumped by Jacksonville, but that pay no mind to that here. Uh, this goes back to, you know, the Dolphins, the Dolphins, the Dolphins, the Dolphins. Uh, and then the Bills went and said, all right, we're going to punch them in the mouth. And they did. And we see that time and time again in sports. In this case, you did it three straight games out of the jump uh, getting into the batter's box on the road and just saying we're, we're taking it to these guys. Miller, young guy, had a great year, is going to be a force. Guess what? For one day, he got got. Clayton Kershaw, people want to talk about shoulders, whatever. I, he took the mound. It doesn't matter. Nobody's 100% at the end of the season, particularly a guy that's put as many innings in a, as he has. There's no excuse. You just didn't perform. Once you get in between the white lines, how much you're hurt goes out the window. We don't, you'll win or you lose. And right now for Dodger fans, it's another early exit and another season of hand-wringing, wondering what changes in the mechanics and in the formula. Because there's a lot that needs to change if you're suddenly going to change your postseason success.
2: Twitter at how about a fresca, Mike at Swollen Dome. I'm glad you say that, Mike, because the Diamondbacks winning this series should now see a concrete strategy for all of Major League Baseball. We'll get to that coming up later on this hour. There should be one strategy every single team employs going into every regular season. What is it? Don't worry. We'll tell you. Attack! It's coming. (laughs) We got that coming up later on this hour. The Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon live from the tirerack.com studios. Uh, But before we head out and welcome in John Paul Morosi coming up in a few minutes, how about the final call? Diamondbacks in the NLCS over the Dodgers. The win sounded like this
1: Hey, I'm Doug Gottlieb. The podcast is called All Ball. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific.
2: Ed, TJ, clearly the Diamondbacks hungry like the Wolf tonight, or at least hungrier than the Dodgers with their three-game sweep, TJ. Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show, with my best friend, Mike Harmon. Tonight's show brought to you by Discover. If you like using debit over credit, shouldn't you also get rewarded? Well, now you can with Discover Cashback Debit. It's a checking account that rewards everyone with cash back on everyday purchases with no fees, period. Check out eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashbackdebit. That's discover.com slash cashbackdebit. Discover Bank member FDIC. So the Dodgers are out. The Astros are in. The Phillies may be in. Joining us now on the hotline to break it all down, nobody better. MLB Network insider extraordinaire, brand new Lions insider, and host of the Sternsey and the Pope morning show, (laughs) taking Michigan by storm, it is John Paul Morosi. JP, what's happening, buddy? How are you?
5: Good evening, my friends. Still trying to process... All that transpired in that Diamondbacks-Dodgers series. Let's think about that. The Dodgers did not have a lead at any point in that series. Remarkable dominance in the Diamondbacks. They have not lost a game in this postseason, nor have the Texas Rangers. We've got some new teams to talk about this time of year. And my goodness, the Dodgers have a lot of questions to face this offseason.
2: All right, JP. I'm going to give you a loaded question here because this is going to be it—the big question. Here's another season where the Dodgers' regular season excellence does not translate into postseason success. I say to you, the Dodgers are out of the playoffs because. How do you answer that? However long you need to answer it. How do you? The Dodgers are out of the playoffs because.
5: They're starting pitching was not good enough. And this was not a surprise, I don't think, to, to a lot of people who, who watch this team carefully down the stretch. Now, the sweep was probably a surprise. The magnitude of the sweep, the Dodgers never having a lead at any point, was a surprise. But the ultimate result, I would really... Caution people to avoid using the words shocking, startling, unforeseen, because look at the pitching they've had all season long they had 17 different starting pitchers Kershaw had shown at different points during the year that that he was vulnerable to, to injury and, and just not having his best stuff they had to really massage his, his innings down the stretch just to make sure that he was ready to go for the postseason and and then they had to trust uh, Lance Lynn who at different times has has been very hittable and beatable and obviously it was really just one inning that got him tonight and then the previous started was a a rookie in Bobby Miller. So the certainty of this of this rotation there is still a place in this game. And the Phillies are showing it, the Diamondbacks have shown it, the Rangers have shown it. There is there is a way to win in this sport at this time of year around still dominant starting pitching and trying to bullpen your way through every single game is just not really sustainable it might work for one series it's not going to work for four rounds or three rounds and i think the dodgers just got a really sobering wake-up call as to how far they are from being a dominant team now next year maybe walker buehler comes back but they still have to work on this rotation in a very, very substantive way because they were just behind. They were, they were behind Zach Gallant. They were behind what Merrill Kelly gave the D-backs. And they were behind Brandon Fott tonight in terms of what the opposing starting pitchers were able to do. So the Dodgers, this should prompt a whole lot of introspection or they may continue to have these October failings going forward.
3: Yeah, as Mets and uh White Sox fans on the show, uh JP, not feeling so bad anymore. Uh Misery Love Company. <laughs> I mean they as
1: many and,
5: and, postseason and games as we did. Wh- you do have some alumni of both of those teams that are that are at least involved in this round oh, of the yeah. playoffs and maybe beyond. But but you're right, and this is where, to me, guys, in, I've made this statement before, but I think tonight it's really appropriate. We have to remember that it's a different. Sport a different exercise, a different competitive element when you're talking about the postseason than when you talk about the big 162. And, and we can talk about the playoff format. I get it. The Astros clearly have not been bothered by it, and they've had to the buy each of the last two years. So that might be part of it. I, I tend to think the Dodgers, their issue was making sure the rotation was rested and ready to go. They had even more time, and they still didn't get it right. And to me, we are at a point in the game now where teams are going to have to start adjusting their projections in in the way they value players based on the expectations of those players to to be available to you in a big way in the month of October. And And the teams that fall short in that regard are just not able to win. And that's exactly what we are seeing right now. And it was even true to an extent for Baltimore. A great story but they didn't have an ace. And so all these teams that have fallen off early on, guys, they're going to have a lot of, of questions to answer. And we've talked a lot about Otani in our conversations during the course of the year. He's not going to be able to pitch in 2024, so you've got to be creative if you're the Dodgers, because a team that's as proud and good as the Dodgers, they're not going to just punt on 2024. They're going to try to win the World Series, and I think today and this week really underscored how far they are away from getting back to that point.
2: You know, JP, we talked about it a few minutes ago. We had the micro point and the macro point. And and I I said, when I look at at the Dodgers, they remind me of Peyton Manning when he played. He had a great level of excellence in the regular season, and he maintained that level in the playoffs. And the reason his record was 500 is because other teams have that next level to get to that – surprise you sometimes. You don't think it happens. And Peyton Manning had one level of play and, hey, sometimes that's why his record was 500. Other teams had that next level, that next gear in the playoffs. That's kind of how I see the Dodgers. They have a great level of excellence and they, they just roll that right in the playoffs, but other teams have this extra gear that we see when they play the Dodgers and I don't see the Dodgers ever with an extra gear. I see them at that level they're playing and sometimes it's enough to win the first round or, or, the, or, or the, the, the division round or even in the league championship series, but they lose half their series because I don't see a next level from them that I see out of other teams.
5: Well, that's fair, and I certainly understand where you're coming from on that. And two, we've, we've gotten this far in our conversation without mentioning that Mookie Betts and Freddie Freeman just didn't do much in this series. Uh, in, in the case of Mookie, not, not a hit, and so that's that is it's when your best players when your best players don't produce, and when you do not have another dimension of your lineup to score with, like small ball, running the bases, hit and run, stolen bases. That's not how the Dodgers are built. Uh, they're built for Mookie and Freddie to get on base and then for J.D. Martinez and Muncie to slug and Will Smith to slug. I mean, that's how this team is built. And and certainly, would it, would it have been different had they had Gavin Lux? Sure, but that happened back in spring training. They had plenty of time to address that shortcoming. And so I, I think to your point, this time of year benefits teams that can score runs in different ways. The power component is crucial. In fact, today it decided the entire series with the four solo homers by the Diamondbacks. But look at look at Arizona's lineup. Ketel Marte can steal a base. Perdomo can steal a base. Thomas is an excellent athlete. Corbin Carroll is one of the most dynamic talents in the sport. They can beat you in different ways. And, and honestly, it's, there are some parallels to my other favorite sport in the NHL where winning for four rounds of the playoffs is just a different task. You have to be a little harder, you have to be a little more adaptable than than the straight up play of the regular season. And the Dodgers are realizing this. I mean, they've they have realized this in the past. They've they've had one of the best playoff streaks in the history of the sport. But They've come up short in October yet again. Obviously, the one title they had was 2020. Uh, and and we don't know what Clayton Kershaw's future holds. So th- there's a lot of uncertainty right now surrounding the Los Angeles Dodgers.
3: Now, J.P., after uh, word gets out uh, about the tagging up play for Bryce Harper, he decides to say, hey, King Kong got nothing on me in one of the greatest stare downs in baseball history. Six home runs hit by the Phils today. Suddenly the Braves are reeling.
5: They are, and certainly uh, you think about the way that the latter stages of game two unfolded we are, we are very close to talking about both the Dodgers and the Braves being swept the, the Braves were a couple moments away from that being the end of their season uh, you're right Harper two homers tonight stared down Arcia uh, I, I understand why Bryce did it I understand why the Braves maybe aren't thrilled that, that it became a topic and at the end of the day you just gave a little additional <laughs> fuel to someone who doesn't really need it well I mean the
3: Walls have ears, JP. <laughs> they, don't they say do. stuff you don't and, want to come out.
5: Right. <laughs> at, the, at the end of the day, um, and, and again, I was not. I was not in the room uh, when when certain things are said in the clubhouses and, and the media is there and you've got scores of reporters in the clubhouse, things can sometimes take on a life of their own. I think that's what that's what happened here. I'm not, I'm not going to say uh, anybody was right or wrong in that particular situation. I just think it added to the narrative and when you've got cameras and notepads and everybody in the world there, um, it tends to catch fire and obviously Bryce learned about it and had a little extra motivation here in, in Game 3. So, um, um, it's it's a I'm sure a difficult situation for the Braves. They have to play better. They they did not do much offensively in this game. Elder really struggled. They they have to like though their chances in game four. At the end of the day, for the Atlanta Braves, don't think about game five. Think about the fact that you've got one game to win. You've got Str- Spencer Strider on the mound against Ranger Suarez. You've got one of the best lineups that the game has, has seen ever, really. So. Uh, if on the Braves, they should feel good. They should feel confident. Uh, I guess time will tell. It's a quick turnaround 24 hours later. Uh, let's see what the weather's like, what how loud the crowd is, all those atmospheric things that can sometimes affect the energy of a playoff game. Uh, the Braves have to come in and make a statement early because that crowd has a way of taking over and, and becoming a force unto itself.
2: All right, lastly, JP, we have an ALCS that's going to be so much fun because they just absolutely hate each other. We got the Rangers and the Astros and Verlander, the potential return of Max Scherzer. I say to you, the team playing in the World Series from the American League is who? You're going to tell me?
5: The Houston Astros. They they know how to win this time of year. They really do. Uh, They they have been tested. Uh, They had to... win some huge games down the stretch to get in. Uh, Obviously, Texas has been unbeatable in the postseason. I think it's going to be a tremendous series. uh, Close both ways, I believe. But until someone proves otherwise, the Houston Astros with their high-quality at-bats, just look at the approach they take at this time of year. Look at Jordan Alvarez. Look at Bregman. Look at Altuve. Uh, Look down the line. Look at Tucker. Uh, Look at Brandon Secondly, these are professional hitters who know how to get it done in October. So until someone proves otherwise, love Bruce Bochy, love the, what the Rangers have built and, the, and their roster, but I think Houston is the king until someone proves otherwise.
2: He's on Twitter at John Morosi. That is at John Morosi, MLB Network Insider. He gave us the Lions to keep things going next week with a big win. JP, as always, buddy, appreciate it, man. We'll talk to you next week. Have fun.
5: Indeed, indeed. Lions thirty-one seventeen. I'll, I'll come back with some <laughs> Michigan predictions next time. All right, the
2: best. Ah, you got it, buddy. We'll talk to you. See you, brother. Oh, He's awesome the best. stuff. Yeah, I love, JP is awesome. He, he, he wanted to give the score again. I I gave it last night, but yeah. here it is, 34-17. Well, in when, case when you missed it, it, the audience is
3: always changing and growing here at Fox Sports
2: Radio. <laughs> I want to give it again. I want to make sure you guys get it. Well, what's great is we get the managerial <laughs>
3: matchup between Bochi's hat size and Dusty Baker wearing that coat that kind of looks like a cape. It's just yeah. long enough to where he's got like that Darth Vader effect kind of going on for him. Yeah. So yeah. It, it's
2: pretty good. Yeah. No. 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 Hey, I'm with you. I'm with you. I think couple of veteran I, managers. I love it's it. G- it's it's going to be so much fun. I mean, really, and, and 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 for me to say it when I have to potentially sit here and watch Verlander and Scherzer and Tommy Pham all in the ALCS, yeah. all who started the season with the Mets. No, I get and it. For me to tell you it's going to be fun, it's going to be fun. It's good about digging it. At some point, you
3: just have to uh, accept the failures of your squad. I did long ago. Yeah. I mean, they did their uh, one, two, three Cancun (laughs) chant, I think, uh, August 1st. Yeah. So, his trade deadline's over. Yeah. Uh, those guys left. Although, it, it is still difficult to watch uh, Jose Oh, Abreu. those guys are gone? Okay, yeah, good. But, uh, All right, Abreu yeah. homers again today. Not that he was traded, but the fact that he's yeah. in Houston and he has these meaningful at-bats and he hits the homer. It's like, I love that guy. Yeah. Not with the Astros. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen.
1: To catch live editions of the Jason Smith show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app.
2: Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith show with my best friend, Mike Harmon. And TJ, once again, the MLB playoffs proving to be toxic to the Los Angeles Dodgers. TJ. Uh, See,
3: I, I, there's a, a story that we, you know, <laughs> passing the note around earlier. That I was going to take exception to, and, and you're giving me more evidence to add to my list. Keep going. <laughs> tough guy.
2: No, I, was, I just had to tie to one.
3: Died, I all do, I do,
2: yeah. It's all I had. It's all I had. Yeah. Although, TJ, the Dodgers clearly telling Mookie Betts, how about a hit one more time? But instead, he goes over the LDS, TJ. Uh, you got to get a baby in there. <laughs> well, I you see, kind of freestyle different way. It's okay. Yeah, it's okay. Uh, so. The Dodgers go out, they get swept by the Diamondbacks, and this is an 84-win team mm-hmm. that is now in the NLCS. Last year we had an uh, 84-87 win team in the NLCS with the Phillies and the Padres. Now that we have enough of a sample size with the new playoffs and and, and what the rounds look like when you play the best of three, then you get into the divisional playoff and, and, the, and the NLCS, the ALCS – there's different things that you can, different strategies. Okay, well, the week off versus not having the week off. Like that, that that's a load of crap. Because sometimes the team with the week off wins, and it's oh yeah, that really helped because they lined up their pitching how they wanted to. Sometimes that's, that, that's
3: But philosophically, that's wouldn't that make more sense? Yeah, well, Cause we don't have enough data points at this point. Uh.
2: But, I mean, look, But do, would you rather have to play a best of three or would you rather sit – you want to wait. You don't want to have to play games right. you don't have to play. Come on, that's Right, stupid. anything happens in a best yeah. of three. But sometimes, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. But the big takeaway from it is this, is that every team should go into the season thinking this. And, and it, 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 this helps with spending. This helps with everything. In the offseason into the regular season – Build yourself a five hundred team, right? Build yourself a five hundred team. don't 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 sit there and just you know not spend any money. Don't go overboard and spend all kind three hundred fifty four million dollars no, no, no. <laughs> Build yourself a five hundred team. This is why I suddenly I feel good about the Mets next year. Build yourself a five hundred team. And when you get to the trade deadline, You make your moves because then you will have had, even though there's only one trade deadline, you will have all of April, May, June, and July. You will have four months to say, what do we need if we're going to really take the next step? And then you make your moves to make your team the best they can be. And you hit the playoffs. And you see what happens because you have teams now that all you had to do if you, if you were the if you were the the Diamondbacks you just needed to be five hundred going into the final weekend of the regular season that's it just be five going to the final weekend of the regular season and you're in the playoffs that's it five hundred you don't need to be great you don't need to be this is not this is less than one win over five hundred a month this is not even a just be, be 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 fifteen and fourteen every month or fourteen and thirteen no it's not even that it's just be five just just be even be dead even but but then when it's time to when it's time to make the moves to the deadline, that's when you say, OK, well, we need a center fielder. We need a couple of middle relievers here. That's when you make the moves, because as we have seen, you just need to get into the playoffs and anything happens. You can't control the chaos. You can't control. Hey, we're sitting around for a couple for a week or we're playing every day or this round of the playoffs. What? No, you can't control any of that. It is chaotic. All you can control is how do we get in? How do we make sure we get in? And then are we hot and are we good enough? And every year, as long as you build yourself to be a 500 team every year, every team in Major League Baseball should walk into a season and think we can make the playoffs because even the worst teams, the Royals, you know, could walk in and say, hey, let's just build a 500 team and if, and if we're good at the deadline, okay, we make a move. Every team in Major League Baseball should have hope going into the regular season because clearly this is the strategy that works the best, that allows you to get in, not worry about overspending or making mo- Be 500, make moves to the deadline, that's it.
3: I kind of like this theoretical world that you're living in. Now, in in certain respects, like, say, the Dodgers, uh, it just meant uh, you have more than one guy you're going after uh, in the final hours leading up to the deadline. Just kind of throwing that out there. Uh, At least what we've been led to believe. At this point, that it was all in on one guy, that he was the only difference maker. Uh, and then, obviously, uh, Lance Lynn uh, coming over. But you, you're looking at a, a situation whereby, you know, spending habits uh, and roster construction, you know, you, know, you, you don't want to leave a, a lot up to chance, right? Certainly. Uh, because you don't know how many players, because in your scenario, everybody's now a contender and a buyer, there are no sellers.
2: Oh no, no. Well, by the time you get to the end of July, if you're a, as long as you're five hundred, If you're under five hundred, you're selling. I I'm mean, just you, saying you're going to play they, out the four you, months, but you're yeah. going to have more
3: teams creeping towards that five hundred level. Okay, than, okay. Then at the bottom,
2: which means that there's not going to be a lot of guys available for you to go and add to your depth. No, there's going to be bad teams, that, hey, we thought we built a five hundred team going in. It didn't work out, so we're the sellers at the deadline. That's fine. Some are going to sell, some are going to like buy. That's how you like
3: this. Aspire to mediocrity. That's There's right. your message. Put hey, that hey, on a T-shirt. Go. Let's go put you, uh, you know, you're the motivational
2: speaker at nowhere you. Put that on a T-shirt for me. I will. There you go. Aspire to mediocrity brought to you by people at nowhere We're gonna you. We're going to get go. it done. Put that out there. Yep, I'm working on it. Uh, we'll hear from Dave Roberts and more from the shocking upset of the Dodgers straight ahead. This is Fox
1: Sports Radio.